day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Of the front time. John Silver is growing up, and I because uh, it, it introduced me to hush puppies. Their okay. their fish is to die for. I mean, I guess that's probably arguable, but I think it's to die for. Also, um, each I don't know if each establishment has one, but I know my local two South Haven one did. But it had a bell that you could ring if you had good service. What the so hell? you on the way out, you would ring the bell, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah." But they're know. always attached to like KFCs or Taco Bells because no one goes to a Long John Silver's on purpose. They just. Happen to be wanting something else and then be like, oh, you know, yeah, maybe a fish taco would be okay. I'm telling you, you're like, in the flesh, it's me, the guy who would, who would if, if there was one around here, I would, it would be over for me. I would never go to the gym because what, what would be the point of that? Because there's a long John Silver's right there. I'm not going to waste my time trying to better my body or my life when long John Silver's exists. And I'm, I'm going to stand by that. Okay. All right. Um, are they usually on the East Coast? I have no idea. I don't know where they are. I know there was one in South Haven where my grandma lived. I grew up there, essentially, yada. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. All right. Whenever I drive by one, I make a note to myself, like, that's a Long John Silver's. That's about it. Anyway, I think with that, we should probably get this going. Anyway, yes. This is... Some of that will probably be cut out, but that's some good information about Long John Silver's, because I don't know if that's a regional thing or if that's a... And don't tweet at me telling me that Long John Silver sucks, because you're wrong and it's embarrassing for you and I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah. Tweet your... uh, Tweet your reviews to Blade Job Podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Positive reviews. I don't really care to hear your negative reviews of Long John Silver's, yeah, but no, no, or or the show. I'm just saying that would prefer positivity with my Long John Silver's. This is episode 38 of Blade Job, the Blade Job podcast, the first podcast to be featured on the Great Courses Plus. That's actually that's a joke. That's a joke that probably a lot. I don't of people know what that get. means. Even. Yeah, that that is a deep cut joke. Great Courses Plus. The Great Course. I'm ruining it by explaining the joke, but okay. the Great Courses Plus is like it's like um you know how you can pay monthly and you get like free courses for like pretty much any topic. The Great Courses Plus is like a it's actually a very common um podcast advertisement. The Great mm. Courses Plus. Anyway, I thought that joke would work for about two eh, percent of our audience. Okay, well I'm best. sorry you had to explain it and ruin eh, the know. joke. I, we should have gone over this in the in the in the pre meeting. Well, you know, the sometimes I go rogue. I'll, I'll go rogue and I'll tell a joke that I didn't we didn't prime for. So yeah. that is what it is. All right, okay. Eric, what are we talking about today? Tonight, really? Yeah. Well, we we're talking about the Demon Wind. We're we're going back to a movie. You know, we hit you guys with some wrestling uh, over the Halloween season. I uh, got some good feedback actually on the Halloween episodes. Oh yeah. People liked our candy review. People well, were that was digging. Important. People were just digging us, just hanging out. You know, we were kind of talking wrestling, but kind of just talking over wrestling. So that was good. Kind of tried a new format of like a true. It was fun. Just like fuck around, watch a whole pay per view. I liked it. I think think we'll have to do that again soon, especially the candy reviews. (laughs) That's a very important part of it. Yeah, we should do some. Yeah, we'll definitely do like. Well, I mean, we only have one other episode this month, really, which kind of I was kind of bummed about, but. I think we're gonna. Tr- I think I'm gonna. Tr- I think we gotta try and cram in a, a Starcast episode for for Thanksgiving you mean and Starcade. It's right, Starcade. Starcast. Starcast. I don't know what that is. Starcast is like the 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 wrestling podcast convention that you know we keep turning down. That's oh, why. It's, yeah. That's why. Well, it's on we're my so mind. busy. You know, yeah. we got things to do. 
I Starcade. You're right. Starcade. We have to do. We'll probably do an episode. We'll probably. You know, I might take you guys to school on that one. I might be buttoning up and oh shit. Doing a yeah. Doing a little lunch and learn. That sounds naughty. I'm into it. <laughs> maybe we could try some. Maybe we should do some more food sampling though for that. But yeah, I, that'll probably be next episode. But today we're back yeah. to the movies. We're back to the horror movies. Demon Wind. Demon Wind. 1980. 1990 actually. Not, not in the 80s. We're kind of. What we was the last 90s? We haven't covered a lot of 90s movies. We did. That was the ne- Necronomicon one. That was one that was a 90s one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember back when we covered Breeders? I Unfortunately, see, dude, I, that, I, I, that thing was maybe it was one of the worst movies we ever covered. I hate to say the, it, but I just have such a hard time remembering the movies that we watch. I know you have to. We have to get you on a schedule. Where you listen to every old episode before we record. I'm so just, bad at it because I, I see things like you know on like the streaming sites, and I'm like, I know we reviewed that, but I don't remember which one that was. It's my own fault. I have such a bad like short term memory that way. Yeah, it, well, it's not short term; it's long term at this point. It's way back in the archive. Let me have this. Probably, one. probably episode like five. Oof. If I had to Oof. throw a guess out, that was that was I was barely a podcaster at that point. Yeah, that was more of just me picking up the slack from you guys in your prior show. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we're in the '90s with Demon Wind. That's yeah. right. But before, I mean, we'll get to that. Well, you know, we'll get to that. Right now, we're focusing on a couple other things. Um, I'm Steve Carley, one of the hosts. This burping boy over here, Eric Marshick. Yep. Did you know that I cannot? I literally can. I no, have literally I never know. once in my entire life burped out loud. Shut the fuck! I don't I even believe literally, that. literally, not once in my entire life have I ever burped out. I loud. I feel like Ask I've heard family. you burp out loud. You, you've heard me fart because I can do that extremely loud, but I cannot burp out loud at all. I've never once in my entire life. That is a true fact. Ask my family. Call him up right now. I'll call, I'll uh, no, mom. it's fine. I'll no, I don't. No, it's no. I mean, I just, I'm just choosing to ignore <laughs> that because I think you're lying. It to the is. Audience. It is and unorthodox. It's, it's weird. It's, <laughs> I think it's. It's. I don't have an explanation for it. I have family members who can burp loud, and I try. Uh, I don't know if I just, you know, it's like some girls don't have a gag reflex. I don't have, like, a burp reflex. Do you ever get sick? Do I ever get sick? Do you ever puke? Uh, Yeah, of course. I've puked. You ever, like, right before you puke, you kind of start burping a little? Yeah, but it's not a burp. It's like biology. It's not really a burp, though. It's like a, it's like a gurgly, the gurgles. I get the gurgles a little bit, you know? Okay, well, I'm, okay, we're going to get past, we have to get past this. This is. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast is, right this, there. Yeah, I mean, we're not, yeah, okay, so Steve can't burp. Um, I'm clearly burping. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Demon Wind, we're, we're, let's get into some, let's get into some news and stuff first, though. Kind of, uh, what little news there is, really. I mean, shit. Not a whole Court lot. updates or whatever. Yeah. Where do, where do you want to start with? I mean, I, I'm, I'm lacking in information this week is because there's just so little going on. I mean, when it comes to, like, horror movie news, mm-hmm. there really isn't much. I mean, I know the Grudge trailer, well, that was last time, but Doctor Sleep, the new Stephen King adaptation, well, a sequel to a Stephen yes. King. Well, no, it is an adaptation. No, it's an really adaptation of, of a yeah, Stephen King book. Oh, Lord. Anyway, um... <laughs> That's not doing well in theaters. I don't, you know, it's it's interesting because I mean, we, this has been a tremendous year for Stephen King adaptations. You've got everything sure. from Pet Cemetery, In the Tall Grass on Netflix, It Chapter Two, and I'm missing one. Doctor Sleep, and then there's another one that I'm missing. But uh, it's been a, you know, I mean, it's been a great year for Stephen King. Not that he needs the money for the, I any mean, of this. What, what do you what do you, when you look at? So it's bombing in theaters, but. Um, I mean, it seems to be getting good reviews. Like, what do you put more uh, credit on? Wow. Or, 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 
they don't really, I mean, a movie can be great. Case in point, Shawshank Redemption, one of the greatest movies of all time, I'll mm. say it. It bombed as like a motherfucker at the box office. Right. So it, made, what... it, 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 it had a big resurgence and made a lot of money on home video. Uh, yeah, a big I, rental. I guess every time you talk about horror movies bombing, I guess I'm just never surprised. Because I don't think, well, I don't know if they ever, I mean, a few will take off, like It and stuff. Yeah, but. I think we're in an age where horror is taken a bit more seriously. I mean, when you have good movies like It, not like, you know, The Countdown, the movie that was in theaters recently that I guess sucked. It's probably doing better than Doctor Sleep, though. I don't know. That's actually a good question. I didn't yeah. look at that. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I just feel like horror's not. I feel like horror shouldn't be. I don't know. Well, put considering on, like, the fact the Marvel that considering the fact that horror scale. movies are like so championed to see in a cinema with a crowd of people, you need to get those crowds in there. So I guess that isn't. Then again, I don't know if Doctor Sleep was really. It's a Mike Flanagan movie. You know, he did uh, Haunting of Hill House, right. Oculus, and yeah. You know, he his movies are more of the horror is the the characters what they're going through rather than like the scare tactics. You know. Yeah, but I mean, he does. He's a, a, he's a good job. He does a good job of doing. Uh, I, I would say like uh, commercial horror, but with with keeping true to like the horror fan. Oh, like he's not a cookie cutter director, just churning out like you know prom night remakes. Like he's a pretty. He has his own flavor. I will say what you were unwilling to say. He is a heightened horror director. No, I don't think he's... I, yes. see, I would say he's not I think heightened it's a good exa- I think it's a good example of what heightened... Elevated horror. That's what I meant to say. Uh, elevated horror. I know people groan at that. I, I feel like my... I'm literally groaning as you're saying Fine it. by me. That's fine. But, so would you elevated. say, like, Conjuring's elevated horror? Conjuring. The, the Conjuring. Or, like, that James Wan-esque, like, kind you know, of... You know, it's I, I funny. I put Flanagan in that, in that category. You could kind of, like, just... As a cop, out, be like, yeah, elevated horror is good horror, you know? Because, I mean, I guess what I consider The Conjuring elevated horror, yeah. But then I think to myself, why? Well, because it's good. So, that's where my my uh, uh, logic tends to fall apart there. But See, I think of elevated horror as, as uh, like, almost like, uh, like indie rock horror. Where mm-hmm. it's, like, not popular. Like, it's a very niche audience. Like, Aster. Yeah. That's elevated horror. I would say, yeah. like, um... Like, I wouldn't call like, Rob Zombie elevated horror no, director. But I would, say, I would say, like, Climax elevated horror. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, like... like would I call a Climax a horror movie? No, but... I think, I think to me, elevated really horror is, is horror movies that focus on other shit, other, like, you know, sure. cinematography sure. And, and subtlety and things like that, where I think Flanagan and James Wan... Are commercial horror. I would even say um, Jordan Peele commercial horror. I mean, yes, it's possibly political, not political, but socio horror. Well, I just think it's it's horror, but it's it's horror in a very traditional sense that that the masses can understand. Well, you say horror in a traditional sense. I mean, I think a traditional horror. I think of like ghosts and stuff, and that's not at all what Jordan Peele does. No. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a horror director at all. I mean, I know you get to the whole semantics of what is a horror versus a thriller, but I would call him a thriller for sure. I don't think he makes horror movies. But you know what I mean? I think, and I think too, like for something to be elevated horror, I think you can tell by you know the budget put into where it's marketed and how it's sold to people. Where you well, can, where you know when when stuff is coming out saying you know Toronto Film Festival blah 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 that's elevated horror, 
when it's something USA Today says, that's, I would say, commercial horror. Well, when it comes to marketing, you have to understand that a lot of people don't give a shit. And a lot of, a lot of uh, studios will market in a way that will bring people in seats and not necessarily what them, you know, to properly express what the movie's about. I mean, take a movie like uh, Trey Edward Schultz, my man, he did uh, It Comes at Night. People thought, oh, this is going to be like a monster movie, and it's not at all. It's more of like the It, the it Coming at Night is basically you know, our own kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Paranoia kind of thing. Or even yeah. like another non-horror example is Drive. Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive. Is that elevated action or elevated thriller? You can't really classify Refn's stuff ever. You can't. He's like, you, no one makes shit like him. I don't know what you would call that at all. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I just was, uh, the, that movie the, was that movie was was marketed as like an action, like a you know, like an action driving movie. When the movie is rem- not even remotely close to that at all. No, it is very you know dis. I mean, I, I I do like it, but I was very disappointed at the lack of uh, car yeah, stunts. See, I I. I, I get why a lot of people will be disappointed with that kind of thing, but I kind of like when my expectations are thwarted. Well, no, like no, no. That, I know? mean, I wasn't completely disappointed. I was just, I was expecting more driving. Sure. <laughs> Which is totally fair because the movie was marketed that way. And the trailer, you, yes. Because how the hell do you market a Nicholas Winding Refn movie? You fucking, you can't do it. I'm telling you right now, as a fan of his work, you can't do it properly. And back so, then, I, I mean, maybe just me, but I feel like not many people knew who he was. Oh no, that was his, that was his American so. breakout for sure. I mean, he made Bronson and. Valhalla Rising, but those were not like by any means, you know. Those were because he's he's a Dane, he's Danish, but he he it's hard to pinpoint him. But yeah, Drive was his kind of American stateside debut, you could say. But anyway, yeah, I think we can agree to disagree on what elevated horror is. I don't, I don't, I I I look at it as pretty much like a twenty four hipster horror. I uh, see. The thing is, if that, it's shown in an art theater, yeah, it's that's elevated horror. If it's shown at Imagine on two theaters, it's not elevated horror to me. To me, it's not. Agree or disagree, because I don't really know if there's like a really a concrete definition of what elevated horror is yet. I feel like it's one of those yeah. things that film Twitter kind of just... Uh, even though I'm I'm the one that brought it up in this podcast, it's all my fault. But thanks, Steve. I know taking I know. us down a path. God damn it! <laughs> I just feel like that's a word that film Twitter kind of like you know sprouted and people kind of you know it's it's still morphing into into an actual term. But what the hell do I know? Damn. What do I know, man? I can't even burp, so. Yeah, exactly. So. What's new in the know news? Your know your role. Know your role, Jabroni. Yeah, I know. All right. So, Dr. Sleep. Okay, I, I do want to see it, though. Did you see that Tarantino came out with his, like, favorite movie of the or favorite horror movie of the year? Did you, you see what that was? No. Crawl? The uh, alligator yeah, I, okay, movie? Yeah, I did see that. I heard it was good. People I've heard it was very good. I, I really do want to see it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make a point to see it, you know, before we kind of do like a year-end horror review. Because I think we did pretty good this year of, of seeing some some good 2019 horror movies. Yeah, much better than last year because there's last year we yeah. were struggling to to come up with some stuff. I know we ended up having to like dip into like past two or three years. Yeah, but um, but no, I, I do. I still want to catch that. I want to catch. Have you heard about this uh, Nicolas Cage Lovecraft Color movie? Out of space. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's any good. You know, mm, I know Cage has... It's divisive. So... It's uh, divisive. Uh, I, I would see it. I mean, it's not going to open up around here in Detroit area. I can guarantee no, that. No, I'm probably right not going to see it in the It'll um, probably cinema. be like a straight to like iTunes thing. It's not going to yeah. open theaters anywhere, probably. So, yeah, I mean, we'll probably cover... We'll probably do a, a like a wrap-up horror news memoriam... 
whatever at the end of the year. But yeah, Crawl, I've heard good things about. It's Alexander Aja who is mm, hit or miss when it comes to his movies. His horror. He's an he's a horror director that no one really talks. He did like Horns, and he did um he did oh, High Tension. Right. He did High Tension. I think right. That's probably his best movie, I think. But French he, guy. He does. Yeah, he did. I yeah. think he did like the ninth something of Louis Drax. Some he does, he does some movies that are that get attention, and then he gets movies that you know just fade away immediately. So this is definitely a departure for him. But I hear it's good. You know, yeah, I've heard it's, it's good. A fun time. I love it. I love a a, a, a giant uh, creature attacking people type movie, whether it be yeah. sharks or other animals. I'm into it. That movie just seemed like it must have been held like beyond set. There's just so much. I mean, from what you've seen like in the trailers yeah. and all that, it just seems like a really wet. Yeah, it just seems like hell. But well, hey, you know you're. <laughs> yeah. Look for, fun for the, for the money that these people make to act. I'll do anything. I don't even care what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll have no dignity when it comes to that. If I'm getting paid actor, like, you know, when people are getting paid for that kind of thing, shit, I'll, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. I don't care. Yeah, Dr. Sleep, I want to check out Lighthouse. I think I'm going to check it out, you know, talk about elevated horror. Um, I mean, I don't want you to go into that movie thinking it's an, it's supposed to be a scary movie by any means. No, I don't think it's, it's not. scary, but I think it's... It's it, a weird movie, but it's not yeah. going to be scary at all. Um, I, I think it'll be cool, though. I don't know. The guy who's directing it, I don't think I've seen any of his other stuff. Robert Eggers? Yeah, I don't. Well, what, see, if you see, if you haven't seen The Witch, then you haven't seen any of his movies. Oh, oh I have seen The Witch. That's all he's then, done. Then you've seen all of his movies. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I'll try to check it out. Yeah, um, it's, it's playing at the. The AMC Witch, things. I really loved though. The Witch is good. I liked and, it a lot too. Um, you know, I hope this guy doesn't turn into an aster for me. Which <laughs> aster kind of turned into an asterisk? Uh, 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 hilarious <laughs> for me. Jesus, it's so, so funny. It's so great. All right, you want to talk about the grudge at all? You have the grudge on the on the outline here. Do I? Yeah. Did I write the grudge on here? You wrote or got or maybe I wrote grudge. Are you talking? About, are you on the right one? Yeah. Episode thirty-eight. I didn't write the grudge anywhere. Okay, we don't have to talk about it then. That was last time. We they had the trailer oh. that looked not as. Oh, great. maybe I copied over the outline and it just came with it. All right. Son of a bitch. You want to talk about some wrestling? Yeah. All right. I mean, do you want do I want to listen to you talk about wrestling? One hundred percent. I'm going to talk at you about wrestling. Every single You're day. You're going to have life. to respond with gladly your uh, your your questions. Sure. Um, AEW Full Gear. You're familiar with AEW, the I big am. competitor to WWE as sure. of now. Yeah. Um, decent show. Um, you know, I mean, one of the reasons that I think we should we're covering it is because one of the few shows out there that really have blood relatively frequently on it. We had a possible, very controversial, I don't know if it was Blade Job or whatever, but Cody Rhodes cutting himself pretty good in the head. Looked like he just hit his head hard. But, you know, we've seen it before where people will cut themselves, bandage up, hit it again. It reopens it. Hard to tell. And then, our, uh, actually, you know, should we jump into the Blade Job of the Week since we're doing it and get into some VHS stuff after? Yeah, let's do that. Blade Jobber of the Week, Kenny Omega, had a death match with John Moxley, who we've covered on the show. Yes, I know that name. Um, with the with the uh, the saw blade to the head, uh, I think we covered that on the uh, brain damage episode. You see, it's it's, it's I'm not, okay. Don't you just don't even mention it. I, I, I mean, the fact that it's on the brain it's on the brain damage episode where we covered uh, John Moxley versus brain damage. I don't know how you remember, um, you remember these things. It's crazy to me. Because I'm a professional, Steve. <laughs> that is That's clearly the answer. That's right. Professional broadcaster over here. That's uh, yeah, brain damage, uh, whatever episode that was, probably you know ten episodes ago. But 
John Moxley brain damage. John Moxley's back. He's doing death matches. Uh, Kenny Omega's a Japanese. Well, he's not. He's a Canadian, but he made his name in Japan doing uh, very high flying. Mm. Uh, you know stuff that you like, like Ricochet esque wrestling. That's wrestling. So man. you know, imagine Ricochet in a death match. That's Good kind Lord. of what we had this past weekend. Was a high flyer getting bloodied up, getting thrown on glass, getting thrown on uh, barbed wire. So it was fun. So I'm saying yeah. he's the blade job of the week because I I've never really I've never really seen a match where uh, Kenny does uh that kind of uh you know hardcore stuff. True. So you know for for a uh, you know we'll call him an elevated wrestler <laughs> <laughs> for him to get down in the uh, yes. in the in the trenches. How did you watch that? Is it on uh is it a um, or is it like a I found a I found a, it was a pay-per-view but I I Oh no. I I watched it. Okay. No. <laughs> um, that explains a, the eye patch you came in here wearing. It's around. It's around. Um we'll but no, AEW. Yeah, go check it out. You know, they're on they they have a TV deal now. They're on TNT every Wednesdays going up against NXT. So, check them out. It's good. Uh Probably some of the bloodiest wrestling, but also kind of the most ver- variety of wrestling. You got blood, you got death matches, then you got like Japanese high flying matches. So it's got something for everybody. I th- this story, this is of course is going to mean nothing because I'm just yeah. so fragmented. But okay. I just watched something with like the in the past couple of days that mm-hmm. involved some woman, and all I know is that the show mentioned. Oh, her boyfriend is Adam Cole from you know uh, from. Fucking Jesus. from NXT, NXT. Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, baby, Adam Cole, undisputed era. Yes. I, wait, I, this lady, and I of course can't remember the freaking whatever the hell it was now. But I, the I lady's just, name's Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Yeah. Where did you see her? I don't remember because she's a wrestler too. This sucks. This sucks. <laughs> what, what did you? What do you mean? You saw? Was you see her on a wrestling show? It was like it wasn't. It wasn't wrestling related. It was like a. See, this is why I'm, I warned you. I was like, this is going to be so stupid because oh, no. I just don't have enough information. I'm just thinking about that now. Did I dream that? I got to look into you this. You dreamed about Adam Cole? Who doesn't dream about Adam Cole, first of all? <laughs> Britt Baker, right? Britt Baker, yeah. I have to just Google her while you talk okay. more about it. Just because I just, what the hell was that? Now, well, I was that's, like, oh, shit, Adam Cole. That's that's pretty much it for the for the full gear uh, pay-per-view. Like, it was pretty good, um, you know. Uh, they're still sitting around that this, like, $50 price point, though, to... to pay-per-view it and that's Yikes. a little steep Jesus. so yeah that's a little that's a you know, lot that's a lot you know go watch it but you know do what you gotta do i'll just you know i'm uh, not gonna condone anything but did you know what what Britt baker does all other than wrestling what her actual job is uh she's a dentist she's a dentist i did not know that yeah her, dr Britt baker it's her gimmick oh, well, again steve the hell do come I on know? son of a bitch come on it sucks that I'm just never gonna like remember what the hell this was. I want to say it was like a. You watching like Total Divas? <laughs> no, like it wasn't even wrestling related. It was just like a thing that she just happened to be in, and there was like mentioning, "Oh yeah, dating Adam Cole," and I was like, "Oh shit, Undisputed Era." This okay. is. I, I'm gonna spend this whole rest of this episode distracted trying to figure out what the hell this was, and I'm gonna apologize. Well, so there's that. so just so people know, yeah, there's people are probably screaming into their like they they know exactly what it is. That would be great. Tweet it. But, tweet tweet at me. Even though I'm not gonna, you know, I wish this was live, but it. No, it, yeah, seriously, though, because we're not gonna know what it is even by the end of the episode. What what the hell Britt Baker was on, but um, that sucks. Yeah, was she on like a celebrity like Chopped or something? 
God, that sounds familiar. No, please tell me that there was a, a wrestler on Chopped. Was it like a cake thing? Oh, wait, was she like a guest judge? Something like that. I really need oh to. My God. Don't okay. take don't take my word for that. After the show, okay, there might be like an addendum in yeah. the in the show notes with a link to whatever we're talking about. Yeah, I, I have to I have to I have to couch that for a bit and yeah. try to distract myself from not looking into that. We can't spend the whole out. episode looking into Britt Baker's like TV appearances over the past month. Well, but... we can. It would just be really boring, I yes. guess. But I just damn it, this sucks. Okay, no, no, like we'll, we'll, we'll make it. We'll put it in at the end. We'll 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 put a we'll put a note at the end if we find what we're talking about we'll put a link to link to it in and that's a big if i want to make that very yeah. clear that is a big if nope i don't think it's actually that big of a that big of a thing at all uh celeb the great british breaking show no i've never watched that before no no all right we'll move on all right I'll, I'll let's move on this sucks i feel like i'm just talking at you this episode you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get in on this uh when we get on to demon wind we will of course I know, right. I'm, 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 on, I'm not on my A game because I'm thinking about Brick Baker right All now. All right, well, That's I'm about to unload some VHS uh, scores. Okay. I, I, haven't, I haven't updated you uh, since pre-Halloween, really. Yeah, I want to know how that, you know, how that ended up. I mean, I ended up doing, I ended up going kind of hardcore finding quite a few uh, uh, gems, adding quite a few missing links to my collection. Uh, starting with, you know, right, right off the bat found, found some, uh, Ghostbusters. My brother's, one of his favorite movies. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow, Tim Burton. Sure. Good Halloween flick. Pretty much wrapped up all the Halloweens I was missing, which was really, really. And that's a lot of movies too. (laughs) More than you would think. It was, it was like, it's five movies that I was missing. Wow. Okay. Uh, Pretty much wrapped up the Friday the Thirteenth. Only missing Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Again, the 3D a lot of one. those. How many of those did they make total? Holy fuck! Yeah, I don't. Two, That's three, why four, I asked. Five, I, we'd I get think there's reaction. like nine. That's about right. Okay. I think I have about most of them now. Okay, though, but these are the big ones. I'm ready. These are the big ones that I recently Scott I got. They live. Nice. John Carpenter. Oh, Roddy yeah. Piper. Come on, it's great. Piranha, Joe Dante, yeah. Roger Corman, oh, yeah. original from the seventies. Dawn of the Dead, good seventies copy. And then this movie, Steve, I think we're gonna need to cover this at some point. I'm thinking this could be the movie for if we get invited back to Troma Dance. Really? Found a good Troma copy of it's called Dead Dudes in the House. Dead Dudes in the House. And I watched that sounds it. Sounds like trauma. Boy, is it trauma. Okay. Lots of uh, dismemberments. Okay. Uh, this movie's another 90s movie, 91. So it's very, you know. It's, it's, what, were it's, you what, even alive then? You were alive at the tail end of that, right? What's that? In 91. You were born in 92? No, I was born in 92. Jesus. Um, but yeah, dead dudes in the house. I think it's definitely a blade job episode in the makings. Uh, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a great fit for trauma dance next year, 2020. It's more of a whim than an if. So, not uh, to toot our own horn here, but. And then uh, I don't know if I said, it, yeah, the near dark, which is, uh, you know, near dark. Are you familiar with that movie? That's uh Bigelow, Catherine Bigelow. Right? Yes. Yeah, I'm aware yeah. of it. I know Bill shit. Paxton. Okay. RIP. RIP. And, uh, yeah, that's one of her like early movies. 
Um, I think you'd I think you'd like it very much like a vampire I, western movie. Yeah, I need to I I need to see a lot of Catherine yeah. Bigelow movies for sure. I've only seen really I've seen is there new ones. I've seen Detroit, which is really good that no one saw, and then of course Her Locker, which is incredible. I have another one of her movies, um, Blue Steel. Yes, you've seen that. I've not with a Jamie Lee Curtis, correct? Where she's a cop. Correct. Heard it's very good. I have not actually seen it though. I do own a copy, but I haven't seen it. And then yeah, I snagged up a Deadly Blessings by Wes Craven as well. I've never even heard so, of it. So, yeah, I mean Deadly Blessings. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm pulling this up right now, Steve, just so you can check out. Look at the poster for this. Just just look at. Just you can see it from there. Yeah, that's nice. I'm into that. I mean, okay, you can kind of see what what the main yeah. focus of the post yeah play job approved this is one of those this is one of those posters that i feel like is i've it's like lived in my brain for a long time because i remember just seeing it it's the, the poster for people who haven't seen it it's like literally a woman with hands on her head and her like she's pretty much popping out of her would you say nightgown she's well endowed yeah i mean it's it's one of those movies that like it's one of the few movies that is ingrained in my head from the actual like blockbuster tape days. It's fu- isn't that funny? And to finally you, get a copy of it is um, is great. It is funny how you have. I mean, yeah, because we were we are what I mean we are. I'm 28, you're 27. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know we so we are at that age where we were able to you know have good memories of these you know blockbuster and that kind of thing and then also you know lose those of course so yeah it's interesting how you kind of retain like i have yeah i absolutely have certain um like you know vhs covers in my head yeah. that you see years later and it's like oh yeah i saw that um i think carnal sin that's one that the cover of that is a naked chick but it's like just out of focus <laughs> So young me yeah. was like me. Young me was like, oh hell yeah! It's just you know, it's really almost in focus, but hey, it's still pretty good. Um, Angela's Ash is another one. So there's a lot. So I mean, to finally you know get my hands on a very coveted preteen, uh, you know, tape that I, I I was never allowed to rent back then. You know, I was only ten, but now to finally own it. Um, it's not that good of a movie, but I'm sure it's, it's okay. That's always how it goes. I actually the had cover a, art's uh, fast, phenomenal, but yeah. I actually, because our my local uh, entertainment tonight was our local movie store up up the road there, and uh, I actually have one of one of the DVDs from there with Ooh. the original case. It's a uh, Cradle to the Grave. Ooh, DMX, Jet Li. Jet Li. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have That's I've good. owned it for. Uh, many many years, and I've watched it mm, zero times since I bought it. It's a them. good movie. It's, it's a great you know, fun. I, I've seen it. It's, it's a great movie. I just haven't watched it in many many years. Speaking of DMX, Halloween, Halloween. Uh, I think it's H two O, H twenty, or his music. Oh yeah, it. DMX. Let me look up. Yeah, X gonna give it to you in the yeah. movie. Yeah, oh, no, there's no reason to buy H two O. Other than to hear uh, DMX give the trick or treat motherfucker line, okay, you know that's the, did that's, that come out in two thousand? I'm looking it up right now. I think it did, right? Because that would explain a lot. Um, no, Cradle to the Grave, I think, is like oh four, so it explains a lot. Big stretch. Your your Wi-Fi is kind of killing me here. Okay, is it? It's really good Wi-Fi. It's delicious, delicious Wi-Fi. It's also AT and T, and it's all. all oh no! I'm sorry. No, H two O has LL Cool J. I'm thinking of the what's the other one? Oh, Halloween Resurrection. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Yes, that that's trick or treat, motherfucker. And that's that's that is not in the '90s. That is in. Uh, 
Uh, well, I'm sure 2002. Oh my god, and I'm way off again. It's Buster Rhymes, not DMX. <laughs> All right, well, another anyway, another to the grave. There, t- I mean, I'm not a big hip hop guy, but you know, just another I. rapper that yells at you. It's it's DM. Yeah. It's Buster Rhymes, not. DMX. To be fair, a lot of people our age that, who aren't even into hip hop, everyone knows who DMX is. You know, it's kind of like yeah, he's uh, eternal. Yeah, an eternal, uh, I believe, convict. Is he in prison still? Uh, I think he recently got out. Okay. Don't quote me so on that okay. one. He's not the internal convict. So. Well, you know, once a convict, always a convict. <laughs> For some people, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, if you're a felon, yeah. That's true. You get a felon. That shit yes. follows you around, true. unfortunately. True. Unfortunately. So, all right. Should we get into the demon win? I mean, I think that's that's pretty much an update for me. I mean, yeah. I, it was a pretty big, pretty big month of scores. Like, I kind of like, you know save myself to to kind of try and score some big shit um oh and i kind of hit because I've, I've noticed that some of the usual haunts that i hit up for tapes um they play into the holidays so oh, there was I some see. there were some big halloween scores that came out um in october which obviously i took advantage of so good for you i'm glad yeah. i'm glad man yeah speaking of which oh oh I was, you know, as we were just uh, watching the movie tonight, Demon Wind, I, I checked out some prices on Demon Wind tapes. Okay. Yeah, it's not cheap. Really? Yeah. Prism Video released it. Yeah, pretty much. It's, I think this went right to video at the time. To be clear, we watched this on Shudder. Yes. It's it available on Shudder. I believe it's also streaming on Amazon. It was on Prime. Yes. That's why we cross-check things. Um, But yeah. If you can find a Prism video, I mean, it's kind of averaging around uh, fifty bucks 50 on Amazon. Bucks. On, uh, I'm sorry, on eBay. Mother of pearl. So all right, well, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's a it's that a, is a good example of how streaming services can be a good thing. You know, yeah. it's not all doom and gloom. Well, Sometimes it's very much doom and gloom, but you know, speaking of which, Disney Plus launched oh, today. Big okay, for that. You don't. We don't need to be shilling out to Disney. That's true. They're, they're, they don't need okay. more of that. They're okay. Until they send the check. I think they've spent enough money on marketing for Disney Plus. Yeah. Now. Good Christ. But you know what? That reminds me. Check out uh, Concord Dawn. Concord Dawn. That's right, baby. Mandalorian we podcast. Our first episode probably tomorrow or the next day. Yep. And so. when, when is it going to be dropping? Stay tuned. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I'm going to be doing some post-production, so I mean, we can talk about this after the show. But, Actually, yeah, I think episode um, two of of this show of Mandalorian drops on Friday, so we got to get it done quick. You're doing two episodes this week. They're dropping the uh, the next one on Friday for some oh, reason. Oh, 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 oh. So okay. we gotta, we, I think we need to get it done quick. It's uh. Well, stay tuned here. I mean, this is obviously going to be the hottest, hot, hottest Mandalorian uh, podcast out there. You know, and from I mean? what I've seen, doing some research. One of very few. There you go. I don't see other people talking about doing a podcast for The Mandalorian. There's one I know that's a big one and to the point where we're not in competition because they smoke us. But other than that, uh, no one seems to be talking about that. So if you're a Mandalorian fan. uh, If you're just a Star Wars fan. That's true. You know. If you're a podcast fan, if if you're breathing, this podcast is probably for you. So they'll be uh, dropping soon and we'll talk about that later on. Anyway. Let's dive into this movie because I want to. Let's do. It. Let's get into it because I want to. That's why. What more reason do I have than that? Let's start us off. So you start us off with a little bit, a little bit of background on uh, is it Charlie Moore, our Charlie boy. Charlie Moore. Yeah. See, I'm not prepared. I gotta pull IMDb for this 
shit. And here we go. All right. So, yeah. Demon Wind, 1990, the year of my birth. Although this movie came out about eh, seven months before. Anyway, Charlie Philip Moore, written and directed this movie, which... As I told you, Eric, I said that kind of one Quentin yeah. Tarantino kind of claims, not maybe infamously, but uh, you're not really a real movie director unless you're directing a script written by yourself. Yeah. I mean, he's, so. this, yeah, this is modern auteur, pretty much, what we're talking about here. Yeah, what I'm saying is that Charles, I already forgot his freaking name, Charles Philip. Char- Charles Philip Moore, I thank believe. You. When was, Charles right? Philip Moore, he's an auteur. He's one of those, he's one of the good ones. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it. Uh, quick uh, IMDb uh, plot summary here. With the need to investigate the mysterious death of his grandparents, Corey and his friends assembled back to the old farm where it all began 60 years later. Uh, that makes that that sounds about right. Sometimes these things can get can be off a bit. Yeah. You read it and you're like, I don't remember any of that shit happening, but yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty much uh, it's pretty much yeah, like guy and friends go to haunted farm. And then demons ensue, and you 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 may be thinking that sounds a lot like Evil Dead, and you know you're not wrong. Well, it sounds like a lot of movies. Let's be honest, it does sound like a lot of movies. But it (laughs) you know this movie had a lot of Evil Dead vibes to it. It did. I want to say that there was definitely a um, inspiration there. Yeah. Oh, definitely with spell books and yeah, uh, the 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 knockoff you know necronomicon yeah pretty much so and i mean there's kind of a demon wind in the evil dead to an extent you know just the evil in the woods is also the happening same idea you know yeah pretty much not entirely that's not a very good joke eric did you like this movie yeah i did like it i was i was i was pretty i actually you, I was debating if I had seen it before. I was going to say, you, you apparently may or may not have seen this I movie had before. seen it. Once I, once I saw them get to the... Uh, um, once once they kind of walked into that cafe, uh, Corey and all of his friends, and uh, our boy Dell got introduced, yes, I, I that it kind of clicked that I had seen this. It had been a while, though. Um, and then I think, you know what, though? I, I, I watched it a while ago, but I had also recently, I think, like rewatched it on Prime. But it was like I just like turned it on while I was like falling asleep and I didn't finish it. But that's why the end seemed new to me. But the beginning, I was like, oh yeah, I've I've seen this before. You're so. like, oh yes, people are, have meet terrible fates in this movie. Yes. So no, I yeah, I, no, I really did like it. With well, what about you? What are you, what are your thoughts over there? I did like it. I, as to as we were beginning the movie and about eh, maybe twenty minutes, and I thought to myself, "This is not going to be one of my favorites." It's not one of my favorites, but it is a good one, and I'll tell you why. This movie has everything. It's got what does this movie have? It's got what well, you tell me. What you... It's got blood. It's got gore. It's got <laughs> boobs. It's got slime. It's got dismemberment. It's got swearing. It's got dude ass. It's got dude ass and woman. Yeah, it's got Boots. Ric Flair lookalikes. It's got it's Chad. Got, it's got bullies. It's got nerds. Magicians. It's got magic, for God's sakes. It's got magi- <laughs> The guy spawns a rabbit. It's got several women starting out their blossoming stunt careers. It's, it's got Lou Diamond yeah. fucking Phillips. Knots in Street Trash is a movie like really checked all the boxes of Blade <laughs> Job, really. No, not really. I mean, not not every single box. I mean, you know, like we watched Demons 2. Um, that was the last movie we covered, but that didn't have a lot of magic in it. 
I don't think it had any magic. It didn't have a lot of greasers in it. Actually, no, it did I have think, quite a few greasers. But that movie had the hunks, the 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 the, yeah. the lifting hunks. But Remember still, that? Nothing, yeah, but not a lot of bare ass. No, no, and I we do like bare ass in our movies. Yeah, and this had some bare ass. Uh, it, it was a good shot. It was like yeah. the shot of going right yeah. up this dude's body. Ass front center yeah. for us. I think it was a little um, homage to a Terminator. You think so? Yeah, to Schwarzenegger. Uh, you're probably out. not right, but we know. But we'll go ahead and just assume. Yeah, you're right. we'll, I we'll think assume it was a little exactly like, happened here. Yeah, I mean, it's got everything, man. I had, you know, it was. It is a movie that it is a slow start, which yeah, plenty but, of movies do. A lot of people don't. That doesn't jive with them. They want instant gratification, which is totally fair. This is one of those. Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like slow start. Uh, pretty much awesome middle, and then kind of like weird dragging ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of, one thing that this movie has, I mean, I know we haven't even talked about the plot and all that really yet, but the idea, the special effects, I think, are what people, the meat and yeah. potatoes of this movie. I think a lot of people are, which is no stranger to us. You know, every movie we see, we kind of mention, oh, these effects are good, but sometimes they're not. This movie is, I would consider, the movie was $500,000 to shoot, which uh, you may in think. In less than a month. In less than a month. And you may, well, you may think, see, that seems like a lot of money. Or you may think, see, that's not a lot of money. Uh, that's dirt. That's that's dirt-ass cheap for a movie. That is dirt-ass cheap. Yeah. It's especially even, I mean, 500, you know, half million, you know, we, we've covered some movies that have that, but I mean, by the 90s, especially there were not many movies being made for that cheap well i'll tell you what I mean, even evil dead i think probably had a budget of of not not maybe not that but definitely under a million for sure i can tell you right now some some from some film history for you here uh around the same well it was released a year earlier than this movie was steven soderbergh's sex lies and videotape okay. which really which really is besides not being a good movie in my opinion is okay, well, okay. i know i had to well, fight that in there okay. uh it, it kind of kicks out of the whole idea of the digital filmmaking of independent filmmaking okay so um i don't know how what the budget was for that one it, it, was, it was probably cheaper actually a lot cheaper than this one but the point well, yeah is, what were the special effects and sex exactly. lives and video yeah i don't, right? I don't think there's know? any boot well i guess there probably are actually in that one i've seen the movie and it was not good but I don't remember anything about it. I probably repressed it, but probably could have used some slime. I would think every movie could use some slime, which is why in what in the opening like twenty minutes, five minutes of this movie, no, the opening shot of this movie is a man with yeah. oozing slime, and I thought, yes, I thought this is already yeah. blade job approved. We can just keep up this momentum, and it died down a bit in the beginning. But yeah, then... no, let's let's go through some of these some of these kills though, and some yeah. of this uh, some of these effects. Like, yeah, we we start with like. So plot wise, old farm, nineteen thirties. There's some kind of magic going on, some kind of demon wind being summoned by by a, by a lowly farmer. We should mention that there's none of this is explained. No, it's not really explained. So if you're thinking what, what how, why, <laughs> we don't. No one knows. That's Honestly, the is. opening shot is of a burning body on a cross, which is cool. I like. It that. is cool, and then we kind of like jump that. to um, like kind of this like couple and they're kind of doing this like slime puke uh like kind of like the the, the 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 demon there's almost like a demon i guess has been summoned you don't really see it you see a lot of like kind of symbols and pentagrams painted as the credits are scrolling 
the opening credits and then it kind of cuts to this couple and and she's in distress she turns around her husband george is all covered in boils and and he's spitting up like this kind of what would you even call it? It's like chunky slime. Well, it looks like cum, which is which is called a spade a spade here. It looks like hot cum. That's what it looks like. But, but it's got know, like chunks to of... To be brass. It's got like chunks of like... Brass. Like uh, I don't even know. Like, it's like, like chunks of jello in it. Yeah, maybe it was. That sounds good. Don't, don't milk milk with jello. That's fine. I mean, cum should not be that consistency. It was way too chunky to be, to be ejaculate. True. Okay. Fair enough. I didn't. I didn't think about the whole physics of ejaculate, but that's fine. Hey, well, I'm that's, just. That's you know, we're not doctors here, but you know, I'm trying to keep it, you know, somewhat medically accurate. But there's nothing less medically accurate than this podcast. No, but I mean, the, the movie. It, the movie it opens. You know, it is in media res. You know what that means? In media res is like is the idea of starting something, something within the action. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like a movie that would have that would that does that but anyway basically because this movie opens in an obviously established you know because if i recall which i almost never do Mm -hmm. the woman again 1931 flashback uh the woman is kind of barricading the door yeah we find that so just to elaborate on steve's lack of memory but that this is steve's or this is not steve's uh, this is Corey's grandmother who is the main kind of protagonist of this but yes his grandmother's barricading the door yeah. from said demon wind. So the plot's already begun off, you yeah. know, off story yeah. to, for lack of a, of a better phrase. But yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you've got, um, cause yeah, I mean, again, none of this is shit's explained. So take with a great, you know, take it as it is, take it at right. face value. But, um, she's barricading a door. Uh, you can assume from the, from the demon wind. Sure. Uh, turns around and her husband, he's like, Oh, thank God. My husband's here, you know, to, you know, protect me or whatever. I don't know. It was the thirties. What do you expect? Uh, dust, this is dust bullshit. Uh, and did they ever explain where in the United States? I don't, no. I mean, it looks no. kind of green and lush, so I don't know if it was dust bowl, but it's just not really irrelevant. You we'll, know, it could we'll be. say, I will say Iowa just, sure. just, just for funsies. It could be that granted that wasn't where the dust bowl. I'm getting ahead of myself. The point is, uh, she hugs him. Oh, thank you. Know, help me protect me or whatever, you know? And then, of course, the camera does it cuts off his head. So, of course, with the framing, you realize this guy's already in rough shape, and this is not going to go well for her. Uh, and that happens. So it pans up to him. He's uh, horribly leper. You know, it looks like he's, he has leprosy. He looks like a leper. Yeah, skin falling off, of. boiling off. A lot of boils. Uh, big boil boy. Spitting uh, up cum <laughs> as uh... Uh, viscously ambiguous ejaculate. I'm gonna okay. say that. that's my final okay. on the matter. That's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, obviously it does not go well for her. She screams. Then we go to the uh, present day, present so, day, 1990 present. Well, it was shot in 88, 89. So present day, 88, 89. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. And we got Corey. His girlfriend, Elaine. Who did you say? Was he Discount James Woods? Yeah, it kind of looks like James Woods. Picture James Woods, but not quite. There you go. You got the actor. There's a lot of discount people we're going to get into in this movie. Um, This is a discount production. Yeah, we we got a discount James Wood. We got a discount Polly Shore showing up later. Uh, Any any other ones, really? No. Well, I mean, there's kind of like, you kind of say the one greaser dude was like a discount James Dean, but I mean, who, who, who did wasn't I, I after 1960? Loud? I remember thinking that, did I, did I say that out loud? No, did you? 
Oh, I, I think I thought that in my head. Okay, I thought that in my head too. And then you, you told me that I said that, and I was like, "Wait, did I say that out loud?" No, I don't think you said it out loud. So we're just connected. We're just uh, telecommunicating. Cool. Yeah, we're just that connected. Very nice. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Is like you know, Corey shows up. He's in this farmland. They they go to this uh cafe kind of. They 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 meet up there first. Then they, then they head to the farmhouse. Um, and pretty much from there. The plot kind of goes into uh, they go once they enter the house. It seems like it summons the demons. It well, from what I understand, one of the one of the few women who are you know within the group. I don't know if we need to get the names. It just gets muddled. But she reads from the book, right? She finds True. the book and reads a phrase because you can't just think think it when you're reading it. You no, read you got to read stuff out loud, especially sure spells. Yeah, you got to make sure you, it's boisterous enough and you're loud enough uh, for any potential demons to take hold. Yeah. So she's an idiot. She reads that. We she finds the book somewhere. Uh, reads a passage, the exact passage needed to summon all the demons. Again, Always another is. This, this very evil dead. Well, yeah, as, exactly. It's yeah. the Necronomicon. Um, then from there, we see we see one of our first of, of many great 80s CGI effects where we see these demon children kind of uh, vaporize into existence with, like, how would you describe that? Kind of like that, like blue lightning appearing. Say, it's effect. hard to describe it. I mean, well, I, there's another movie that I know and like very much called House from 1977, Japanese fantasy yeah. horror. That exact kind of special yes. effect is in that movie. I have no idea how to explain it's it. It's even like, in like it's it's, it. it's in a lot of movies of this era because even like you know big. I mean, I don't know if it's a big budget, but it's very celebrated. But Hellraiser uses a lot of that kind of lightning does poltergeist have that too poltergeist yes yeah, so okay. a lot of those movies and even uh it's like hand i mean drawn. who who knows with with how george lucas takes liberties these days but i'm sure the original star wars with um when uh return of the jedi when he's getting zapped by vader Oh. I feel like that probably is another yeah. good example of of the kind of effect we're talking about. I just wish there was like a, a there's probably a, a term for it, but I really don't know. I, mean, I it's think it's just early explain. computer. It is CGI for sure. But um, but no. So yeah, these kids kind of appear through that, and immediately um, they take out our our first uh. uh a teenager, which is Bonnie. Um, um and what do they t- go into? What they what happens or what they turn her into? And <laughs> well, you forgot her other name, Bonnie Steve's cutie. Oh, Bonnie's gonna be your cutie. That's the one, this? baby. Yep. She, you know, she's the one too who was the the stunt woman. Yes, she okay, was. We can get in, we can get into that once we kind of explain this, but yeah, Bonnie, uh, aka Sherry Lee. That's right. Um. Okay, all right. She's turned immediately into a doll uh, and then set on <laughs> fire and she explodes. Now, you may be thinking, Steve, if that were to happen to someone in your friend group, that'd be a big deal to you. Eric, that'd be a big deal to you, right? Nah. Well, apparently the uh, people nah. in the movie agree with you because they seem to not really give a shit at all. I just think she care. was maybe ill-liked because, yeah, she gets turned into a bloody, like literally like a bloody creepy doll and then exploded within about... After talking to them. Uh, yeah, a second of talking to these like creepy, vaporized children of the corn, essentially. And uh, th- they just kind of move on. One of them's her boyfriend. They're very good at like really packing that away and moving on with their life. I don't know if that's just mature, but it just yeah, I don't know. It's, it's jarring uh, when you you know you're 
These are all who you can assume to be teens because teenagers in the 90s look like 55 year old people, but you know. Yeah. So her boyfriend was Jack. And I mean, I don't expect anybody to remember all these names. I know, I don't. um, Um, So, yeah. So she. Anyway, well, the actress, Sherry Lee, she, of course, well, not of course, but she went on to, uh, <laughs> as you all know. She uh, went, yeah, of course. She went on to have a slightly illustrious career in stunts. Yes. The coolest uh, film production uh, position with movies including the 2007's The Kingdom, which I love very much. Is that this is kind of like a... Like a- like a, uh, it's a war movie. Well, Afghanistan war movie or it's, something? It's, it's, okay. very, it's very, very Iraqi movie. war or something? That was a big 2007 movie that no one really, that didn't make a lot of money. It's Peter Berg who does and, a lot uh, of miss. Jamie Foxx and... Uh, my my a good man of my, uh, Kyle Chandler. Okay. It's, it's, it's actually, it's a very big cast. It's a very okay. big cast. It's very good. I really recommend, if, you, if you're listening to this, look up the movie The Kingdom from 2007 from Peter Berg. A very good movie that not enough people saw. Yeah. Sure, um, oh, it. Yeah, a movie I bought from Entertainment Tonight when they were closing. Okay. Good times. Uh, anyway, and then she also did... Uh, some TV. Some TV. She did uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, I, you said she played uh, Hank's wife? No, you said that she's a stunt double for... The oh, no, I'm sorry, yeah, she played a stunt double for Hank's wife. For Betsy Brandt, yeah. Yeah. The actress. And, and then uh, as of, as of uh, last year, she was uh, doing stunts in uh, Westworld, so... You know, I'm, I haven't really watched Westworld, but I would assume there's a numerous amount of stunt work in it. But I guess she's, she's working still. She's I'll still you, doing yeah. stunts. I was gonna say, I'll uh, tell you, other other people in that movie did not ha- are not working these days. So, you yeah. know, good on you, Sherry Lee. Yeah. So um, yeah. anyway, she's turned into a, into a doll, and then explodes. Why? I, you know, it just happens. And she's still your cutie. Yeah. Well, because I mean, we're gonna, you know, spoiler alert: she comes back later in the movie. Yeah. But. So okay. yeah, so damn right she's my okay. cutie. Is it she? Is the fact that she's a stunt woman today adding into that fact? Y- yes, <laughs> not always, not all of it, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, you know, it's a. Hey, it's we're gonna get into it because we're gonna get into it because there's also a legit porn star in this movie. It yeah, this is, again, this movie's got everything. It's you know, this movie has something something for everybody here, you know. Um, in, in fact, in fact, she makes it very obvious because she shows up as a kind of like a ghostish like demon, completely topless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into not? that. We'll get into that because that's coming up. That's pretty much the next fair big bullet here. But because we'll, we'll, we'll move on from that. Then, but yeah. before before that, before even Bonnie got but turned into a demon, we're kind of backpedaling here a little bit. But um, we had the we had our we had our t- our two guys show up who who are the these two other friends. One is a magician. One is the greaser we were talking about earlier. Um, Again, no explanation. Do you just take it no. at face value? I mean, the 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 magician who I mean, we're not going to get into all the names for all these, but the magician character, he comes out. This was the first time in the movie too that we noticed that there's a weird overdubbing for certain scenes, which isn't certain... exactly uncommon for a lot of movies, especially as indies. But I, I, yeah, for here it's obviously it's excessive. It's, yeah, it's it's always weird it's when it's just certain things are dubbed and it's just yeah. certain scenes are probably too windy. Or I, I don't know what the fuck the reason is why I did it. Hey man, shooting outside it sucks. You don't want to do that. But you know, we see our magician come and he starts doing like kung fu. And um, I missed that part. No, no. When he first gets introduced, and he's doing like the karate kick. Oh, yeah. Releases the <laughs> the course. rabbit. And yeah, the reason he... we're even talking about this introduction of this character is because 
um, once uh, Bonnie gets turned into the doll, blows up. It, everybody kind of hunkers down into the fort that they're they're in, and uh, this magician is kind of on duty. And him and his buddy, the greaser, go out once they once they see the topless demon. Well, which kind of acts as a siren. That's the whole point of the topless yes. demon. They want. Uh, she says, you know, you know, come to me, please, and. These guys are like, well, obviously we have to do this. We and this gets to, the siren song it, it, yes. is too strong. And, and all of this is building up to our first major gory demon scene, which is like the first kind of demon shootout between the magician and his buddy where they walk out and there's like a dozen demons surrounding them. They've like, been coursed out by the siren demon. Yeah, this of course all happens out of nowhere. No <laughs> yes. setup. You no, know, it's no, just is what it is. Yeah, there's no setup. Yeah, just, it's just, it just everybody. happens. Um, and uh, this is yeah. So this is kind of getting us to our next major gory scenes of 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 pretty much demons being like mowed down. Yes. Um, well, can you mow a demon down with a shotgun? No, but mowing down is more of a shot. Is it more of a machine gun kind of a spray and pray situation? They're doing okay, though. They're killing quite a few. Which is, you're right, because a lot of people in these horror movies are kind of just like start shooting off and it misses mm -hmm. and it's just a whole nightmare. So kudos to these guys. We're talking so about I... Demons 1 and 2. This is not a sequel to Demons 1 and 2, but it's demon adjacent. So we'd demon like adjacent. to just talk about how the, how bad the Italians were at shooting demons and how... Uh, how the well, Iowans. Yeah, how, how you say like the uh, the American uh, uh, demon hunters were a little more... Uh, accurate perhaps i mean i don't think they, don't think they missed a shot but no, probably that was always always the stomach boom 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 yeah. in the stomach i'm thinking aim up a little bit higher at the very least go for the chest but as you, anybody who knows any monsters go for the head man yeah remove sever the head from the body and you're pretty you're usually in good shape so they're mowing down demons uh and then this was kind of this is still kind of a mystery to me the greaser character who's out there shooting the demons Suddenly grabs his neck. His neck is slashed. Oh, yeah. It's ripped out. What the hell, man? But was there, I mean, think back. Was there? Did, did they? Ex how? I don't remember. There is literally no explanation for how he all of a sudden gets a big scratch on his neck, his gaping wound on his neck. He yeah. just turns around and goes ah, and then before you know it, he's bleeding all over the place. Yep. Uh, and his buddy's like ah shit. There's no explanation. You know, I no. wish he would have been like, how, "How did this happen to you?" We would, you know, he would explain it, but none of that. So. It doesn't really matter, I guess. I mean, I guess we can assume the demon wind slashed him. Yeah, with a, a mad, you know, with its demon yeah. magic. But um, but this is the point of the movie where you're. This is the point where you're probably thinking, "Huh, I wonder why." The, when the magician first appeared, he was doing kung fu. Chekhov's gun, baby. And because it's, it's just Chekhov's gun. I mean, it's just Chekhov's leg, Chekhov's foot. True. Because, you know, he, he, what he does next to avenge his buddy is, uh, is pretty amazing. Uh, you, you want to get, you want to get into it with the, with the, with the roundhouse to the, uh, I will, but do you know what a Chekhov's gun is? Before we, 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 I think we have covered we, have it. We? Okay, I good. think we've covered it maybe twelve times. Okay, that's what I want to make sure. You know, I don't. I forget these things. I want to make sure I'm not like, yeah. saying weird. I should shit put it in the outline. <laughs> <laughs> you really should. <laughs> Big bold letters for me. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, you know, you just what do you get when you see a guy doing kung fu action in the beginning of the movie when all the before the conflict when the conflict arrives, Chekhov's gun fires. 
and he's doing karate moves. He uh, does a, a kick-ass roundhouse right into the into the the demon's head, lops it right off. Yeah, slime pouring out of his neck. God bless. Thank yeah. you very much. It's it's pretty great. It's cheesy as all hell, but that's that's how we that's how we operate with Blade. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, and going back to, I mean, so we're also, so we, we've just got through this big demon battle. We lost the greaser. We lost, you know, we, we had the roundhouse kick decapitation. A lot happens in this movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the magician is walking back um, to, to the cabin after all this happens too, and is, is unfortunately overcome by demons. But um, just to backtrack a little uh, to the siren demon. Or as she's referred to in the official credits of the movie, the beautiful demon. Um, she's played by one uh, Tiffany Million. Ah, uh, yes. Tell us about Tiffany. No, you Millian. tell us about her. I mean, you're you're the you're the you're the expert on the cuties. <laughs> well, I, I, you could say that this has been a Chekhov's gun earlier. We uh, have already alluded to the fact that she is a porn star. Yeah. Which it is odd to me. It makes you wonder. I mean. The proof is in the pudding here that you, you apparently they hired her to be an actress because she's got rock and body. I mean, she, yeah. you hate to see it, but that's really the only reason. I mean, she's she, only in the movie for not long. Her her, her dialogue's pretty bare bones, uh, like siren dialogue. Like, come yeah. out, come out. She of the only exists in the movie to be topless, and she's pretty much topless the entire time. Which. You, you could argue that, hey, she's a porn star. She's used to it. You know, that's fine by her. You know, yeah. whether or not you find that problematic is up to you. Uh, for the sake of this podcast and for us, I'm going to say pretty good. Nice, yeah, not, not, nice not, disclaimer, Steve. Not bad. Not too bad about that, you know? And, and you might be wondering, why are we why are we, why are are we we spending so much time talking about a, a, a quick demon siren ex-porn star uh actress for this movie because we did a little digging not not we weren't digging you know for her films but to be clear though everything you just mentioned that's also alone a great reason to keep talking about her (laughs) demon porn star yeah Um, all great shit anyway we found an even more blade job adjacent reason to to continue talking about miss tiffany million she happened to be a glow performer and, and when I say glow, I'm talking about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, like the actual L.A.-based wrestling promotion from the 80s. We, 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 we had a wrestler in our, I mean, she, a wrestler in a movie here that we're actually covering. I mean, how many movies have we covered with legit wrestlers other than Bloody Apes? And I don't even know if they were actually legit wrestlers in that movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, although you and I are no strangers to kind of finding weird, random connections to these movies. That's true. We're pretty good at that. It's a good big part of the show. One of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, this is a good example of that. Yeah, so I mean... Especially when it all comes together into one big blade job, you know, approved uh, bonanza that is glow. Yes. So, so, I mean, check her out. Tiffany Million. I mean, you can check her out, you know, several ways if you want. Yeah. I mean, you, she's on some of some, you know, other sites, I'm sure, sure as well. But we wouldn't know about uh, that, Tiffany Million, you know, doing uh, her, her, her nickname, her, her, uh, her wrestling name was actually Tiffany Mellon. Interesting. And uh, get this tag team partner with one Roxy Astor. Oh my God. 
Well, Aster had maybe. Oh my God, it just keeps happening. And uh, they they were a tag team known as the the um, Park Avenue Knockouts. So it's a cool name too. Yeah, and and so anybody who hasn't you know aren't familiar with Glow, um, actually the Netflix show is a pretty uh, not not accurate, but it's it's pretty cl- it's a fictionalized account of what Glow was, but it's still very and similar. Highly to- reviewed too. Yeah, very very good. I've um, seen the first. Ten episodes, and I gave up because I just do that. Yeah, it doesn't nothing to do with the quality of the show. It just I can't keep a show to save my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Well, then again, you got Disney Plus, so three years of it. All right. So when Marvel, when Disney, Disney takes over the world, and you go, who did, the, whose fault is this? You can just blame me for it because I. That's why I do things here. Okay, and then you ready for the the just like just to quickly wrap up this just Tiffany Million uh, conversation mm-hmm. after wrestling, after porn, what does she go and do? She does nothing else than become a goddamn bounty hunter. Yeah, you mentioned this, this earlier. This I, would, to... I need you to elaborate exactly what the hell this is all about. Because so, I'm... granted, from a porn star to a wrestler, you really can go nowhere else. No, no, I think she went hunting. from wrestling to porn. Actually, I don't. What did she? How did? No, I think all she... I'm saying is that her career path makes sense. She went porn. She went wrestling to porn, which is not that uncommon. Okay, okay. To be all right, I'll take your word for it. Um, word, word. Um, also, shout out. She did. Uh, she did the, tr- the uh, an X Files porn parody, which you know the Triple X Files, right? Yeah, love that name. As well as Blow, ah. a, a, a gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Seems like a low porn parody, group, but still so, pretty cool. Yeah, it seems obvious. Um, but that you know, it looks like she was on actually a reality TV show called Wife, Mom, Bounty Hunter. She was like Dog the Bounty Hunter, but not quite. Yeah, it was on the Wee Channel. W E channel? Okay. All I, right. I don't know what that is. Uh, it sounds like women's entertainments, which is probably not true, but it could be. I yeah, can tell well, you right now. We're on I'm on Wikipedia. Uh, it's a uh, it's um what is it actually we, called? Women's entertainment, yeah. God bless. An, an AMC affiliate. Um Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's it aired the, that, for one season in 2007. Wife, mom, bounty hunter. And uh you know, if the same uh, year that Cherry Lee's doing stunts for the the, the kingdom, yeah. So man. yeah, so if you if you have a bounty out for you in Richmond, California, you know, just beware. Keep a keep your eye in the back of your head because she's coming for you. But no, that was a good deep dive we kind of found on this. Yeah. Ex porn star, uh, ex wrestler, uh, ex uh, demon. As soon as we wrap up here and you go home, I'll be looking up triple X files myself. Yeah, do some might, research yeah. on my own. Yeah, check not, out Blow. You, not this you, month, you maybe learn some wrestling. You know, you could next wrestling episode we could do. You could maybe learn a call or two from the Blow documentary. Okay, I'll do my research. <laughs> I never watched Autopsy of Jane Doe for you, but I'll happily watch Triple X Files. There you go. There you go. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad co-host. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. Actually, Damn we it. were supposed to watch it together. I thought that was <laughs> was that the, not the plan? I don't think that was the plan, but sure, we'll say that was the okay. plan anyway. Damn it. Well, um, where do we leave off here? We get sidetracked, so we. Well, we were talking about we, wanted, we needed fine. to talk like about the, uh, like the, uh, the 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 you know Tiff, Tiffany. So, anyways, we're back into the killing of with with demons. So, 
we left off the magician was killed uh his buddy the greaser was killed now we're kind of back in the cabin uh you know they realize that their their partners are dead Corey and the gang if you will um and this is where uh one brash uh rick flair-esque character of the uh of the movie wants to step out and uh and, and do some uh demon hunting and exploring of his own and and this this character is dell uh you got any hot takes on dell uh the greaser no 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 dell like the rick flair fucking guy dell i thought he was the greaser no blonde hair that's the greaser that's the no, guy he's, he's the, the greaser was the magician's possible gay lover is that not it oh boy steve this movie was only an hour ago <laughs> Ugh, what the hell no dude dell he was the chad the guy who yeah steals milk money or whatever yeah okay that's what i'm saying do you want to get you want to talk about him a little what more is there to say he was a he's a He's the kind of guy who would, he pays people in milk money stolen from nerds. <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess that's an accurate description of him. Yeah, um, sounds about right. Yeah, so when he heads out with his girlfriend, and they're heading out to go, presumably get help. I would think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is there. This whole movie really does take place in one setting, other than the flashbacks. So yes, they are. You can assume they all they went to get help, which is dumb because, as we failed to mention earlier, they of course all show up in cars initially. They immediately figure out that the car batteries are dead. Go figure. Yeah, which I they don't really explain why like technology fails once they enter the once the demon wind starts a blowing. Uh, can I tell you a quick story about what, what's happening right now on my phone? Yeah, I can. Yeah, what are you doing over on your phone there? I'm seeing Ford v Ferrari this weekend with my dad and my younger brother and my what's uncle. What's that? That's the one with um, the Ferrari, the car one. How do you explain that? It's okay. Yeah. It's anyway, mo- oh, this was a movie. Yeah. Okay. This is a movie. My, this is my uncle's first time seeing a movie since 1975. Okay. Isn't that uh, interesting? That's I don't know what that is. Isn't that interesting? I don't know what to say about that. There, there's, there's not much you can say. This will be the first time he, say, he sees a movie in a movie theater since 1975. 40-something years. Interesting to think about. Is he okay? Okay. Yeah, okay. That anyway. is interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's taken care of now. Okay. I, was just, that was, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't be, know how that's Does he know work. how loud it's going to be? Uh, it's, I hope we can see it like Emacs. Anyway, okay. anyway, anyway. Yeah, just try and literally try and go for the most mind-blowing experience for him. <sighs> get, get, give him the most, like... I just can't even fathom that. The movie, whatever will give him the most, like, visceral stimulation, just go for that effect. I can barely go a weekend without seeing a movie, and this guy has not been to one since 1975. Since one... <sighs> you know what? Actually, the last movie that he saw in theaters was that year. Ready for this? The last movie he saw in theaters was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, not bad movie. No, it's a great movie to end it on, but I just, yeah. it's, just it's hard to wrap my head around that, but well, damn, it's going to change. You know, some people have life, Steve. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. No. Well, you know about Dell and how he got killed? <laughs> You're going to hate me. <laughs> Steve, it's in the remember. outline. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm being such a bad, bad host today. 
I know you're not even drinking beer. Uh, that's true. I had my first one. I we're drinking centen. Well, Eric is now drinking Centennial IPA from Founders. I know they're kind of hot in the, in the news right now. Yeah, we shouldn't plug them. Well, did you hear about what what they're doing to like better the situation? I have not. They're opening in in early early 2020. And they're donating like all the rest of the year. They're donating all of their proceeds to the local charities of Detroit. That's fine. Which is pretty. I would think it's pretty cool. Is it really really relevant to what they were doing earlier? No, but hey, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get into the whole founders thing. I mean, it's it is what it is. They're they kind of fucked up, but they make good beer though. They they do. I, I don't know. I don't find myself going to founders that often. Yeah, you you need to live near them. I mean, I remember I lived in uh you know in Grand Rapids for five years, so I was that's nearby. That's true. So. Okay. All right. Terry Demon stabs Dell right in the forehead. That's right. Okay. All right. I'm on the trolley now. I'm back in the game. I I remember this. So <laughs> Terry, um, cause she gets bit, right? No, well, she gets like just turned in by the wind. That's right. Which I think is what happens to no the magician's rules. friend, where he just gets his throat ripped out There magically. are no rules like, for don't... the wind. There's no no physics. It's just the wind, the wind does what the wind wants. Yeah. Fair enough. Fine. Uh, the wind decides to take Terry and goes, you're now a demon. Uh, and then she seems to have uh, some sort of like um, claws out of her fingertips. Yeah, there looks like straws are probably worse straws. It's five, you know, half a million budgets are definitely Look, straws. He's pulling back the curtain. Yeah. Um anyway, and she just takes a nice little poke right into his forehead with these uh with these straw claws. Claws straws. You can't come on that too. Um and then he says, uh I loved you. He said some dumb Yeah, he says something like, line. I love you and she's yeah, like, I love you too. Like is it yeah, not the I mean yeah, it's if, dumb shit. If, if you haven't guessed, I mean the glaring, fl- the biggest flaw with this movie is the writing. Byron yeah, the dialogue is is lackluster, and it's that's bad. Uh, that's yeah. But again, for this podcast, for our show, we've come to expect this. This is kind of how it goes for us. We 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 do. We everyone knows what our niche is here, and so. that's not to say that we don't appreciate, you know, Charlie Moore's vision. You know, he's this an artist. He's an artist. A, this and, is a vision for sure. This, he, is, a, he, this he, is a goddamn. He, he wrote this dialogue and he directed it. So I mean, we're not trying to take away from his uh, dialogue skills, but, but his, no. this dialogue's garbage. So we'll just say that. So yeah. But um, anyway, she pokes him right in the forehead, and you know, obviously, he she stabs him, full on stabs him in the forehead. He says his dumb bullshit line, "Oh, I loved you," and then he this he goes down. Uh, do you think that kill is cool? I think that's something. Uh, yeah, this, it was actually my favorite kill up. There's another kill towards the end of the movie, but that was my favorite kill up until that point. The simplicity of it is is, is appealing. Yeah, Just I like the kind boom. of fingernail on the forehead. I kind of where the they f- are legitimately straws because they look. Well, I mean, maybe they're bone fre- like sure, like ex- sure. bone extensions. But they use straws. I I guarantee you. Okay, I'm trying to use a little theater of the mind here. <laughs> Fair enough. Just, oh, I almost pulled my thing up. Fair enough. Um, see, here's the problem. I just, I dropped my phone and, and oh into the my God. because the, this is the, the one, worst. The, oh, 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 never mind. I got it. There it is. We're still in the game. Well, pretty much from there. I mean, the next kill is we, we have a, you know, not, it's pretty much a mad scramble. I mean, as of course, all this happens, plot does not matter, but we get to this point where, um, they're in the cabin. They come across this kind of, uh, this is Corey and the rest of the people who did not run out with Dell, but 
that there's like that what is how would you describe that like skeleton cow thing that eventually uh kills um one of the girls uh her name rena um where the tongue shoots out at her oh okay yes and, yeah uh, so it's basically a um picture like a, a, a trophy on the wall it is a cow, or like a, I, I, probably, I think a bull. I think it's more so a bull. Might be like a bull. It Does it really, really matter? No, but whatever. It's 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 a skull, and um, yeah. I mean, because there are no rules, and anything can happen in this world in this movie. Um, it opens its mouth, its bony bone mouth, a tongue comes, a humongous picture like a, like a tentacle, not like a, like a hentai top tentacle, but like a no, more like, like a. a Street trash ish, yeah, tentacle. almost like a like an intestine. Yeah, that's actually a good word. We'll use you know? intestine. Intestine flies out, yeah. wraps around her neck, if I remember correctly. Which yeah, I never pretty did. much, and then it just kind of sucks her in. It sucks her in. Well, I like that because it kind of like it. It doesn't. It sucks her in, but to the point where it just kind of like presses her up against its t- sharp teeth until yeah. she dies. It just kind of chomps. Very cool. Very her. cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of like pressure death <laughs> pressure death <laughs> might be like an untapped fetish who knows but um it turns me on so yeah yeah and that and that's pretty much one of the like fi- not one of the final kills but that's one of the like that that leads us into the big i mean we, we i just have a bullet for this because there's there's so much carnage that's about to ensue which is the final demon shootout with a Corey, lot happens, man a elaine um, the other nerdy friend Jack, who is there, and they're they're shooting all of these demons, and this is where we think we we see the appearance of the Lou Diamond Phillip demon. He's in the movie somewhere, and I really don't know if we ever. Because see, I, my, my issue is that I really slaughtered who I thought Lou Diamond Phillips was. Yeah, uh, who who did you think Lou Diamond Phillips? Was? I think of him as like an Eddie Van Halen rock star because the name sounds like it, but I was very wrong. You might have been thinking of like Lou Reed and uh, like Neil Diamond, yes. like combined, yes, into one person. You know, because that's the, the both of their names are in Lou Diamond Phillips. Can, can you really blame me though? That's the no, issue. I can't. But Lou, Lou Lou Diamond Phillips is. I mean, I really didn't know what he was famous for either, other than he has a fun name that I've heard thrown. It around. It sounds like a heavy rock star name. It yeah, sounds it does. like a name like you know, like a Thin Lizzy kind of shit. So. But he's a uh, he's pretty much like uh, you know in any uh, CBS cop drama. He, he, he's <laughs> like Scott Bayo, that kind yes. that level of actor. Yeah. Not even remotely close to what I thought he was going in. So. Yeah. Or like a Jan Michael Venson. Yeah, it's like, who, yeah, uh, exactly. Rest in peace, just passed away this oh, yeah, this so year. So. I'm thinking of him from Rick and Morty. Uh, but yeah, so, you know. Is it Rick and Morty? Well, the name of it, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's okay. A, it's Rick I, and we Morty don't have thing. to get into yeah, Rick we, and Morty. Let's not. Uh, um, and... So yeah, so I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm looking for a guy who's got like long, you know, like Ozzy Osbourne hair or some shit, and so of course, so I have no idea which one was him, only because he looks like the most plain Jane, yeah. milk toast white actor that there is. And, and to be fair, I mean, like we've said this whole time, the the demons are very well done here, and yeah. you couldn't tell who you, you mean. There's no resemblance of who's underneath that makeup and they really do stretch that half a mil budget on the, the effects because you yeah. I, you know it's i'm a, i have a hard time believing that that only costs them half a mil yeah if but you then do... again in 1990 maybe that makes more sense but yeah i mean the effects are pretty great and if you do check out this movie um you know just as a you know i think as a 
as a blade job consensus, we did decide that the demon dragging the plank of wood was Lou Diamond Phillips. See, but do we know that for a fact, or we're just we're basically no? Just I think I think that we that, we we yeah. analyzed the footage and we made the decision that we think that that was him. So that works for me. If you're watching, if you're watching, um, you know, after this, uh, just keep in mind the, the plank wielding demon is Lou Diamond Phillips. Um, you know, as Steve uh, described the uh, the golden voiced uh, crooner from Vegas. $1.2 million for Sex Lies and Videotape. So I'm surprised. I, and, I then, am, and, it's, and to not even have slime. I'm really surprised at how much they could they could stretch that five that uh, five hundred thousand because that is, is sex lies and videotape your barometer for? I mean, it's it's it is a important in film history okay. movie from the exact same time period. But so, I mean, you know. I'm just but there's not a lot of special effects. No, not at all. Not even close. Right. I don't. Know. This is you know that this came to me. Okay. So, what do you want from me? So, now. We're going to get into kind of uh, the final demon shootout happens. And then we get into um, this end sequence gets a little bonkers. Well, yeah, uh, starting is pretty bonkers. But yeah, especially but, but so starting with uh, Jack, who is like kind of the nerdy boyfriend of Bonnie, who was turned to the doll earlier, if you remember. Um he he gets turned into a demon clearly, and then he is stabbed in the eye by uh, Corey's girlfriend to to kill him. And kind of what happens to him when he dies? I mean, she goes on. To, she she actually goes on to tell Corey, "I saw his soul when he died." But seeing his soul, I mean, what 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 do you, what would you say? Well, what happens is that he um he. <laughs> He, he Benjamin buttons himself like into a younger versions of himself. He goes like from four uh, versions. He goes to like a teenager or that a young kid, and then like a little, almost like a baby, and then he's gone. Right. Well, then he's a a dove. Oh yeah, he becomes a dove because I guess that means before you were born. Again, no no logic here in yeah. this, world, this nightmare world. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Benjamin buttons a shit out of himself. That, I guess that's seeing the soul. Maybe the dove is the metaphor for the soul. I guess. I can see Philip, whoever his goddamn name is. Uh, uh, Charlie what? Charlie Moore. Charlie Philip Moore. I can see Seymour. C- I can see him writing that thinking like, oh, hell yeah, dude. Like the yeah. dove is going to be the soul. Yeah, like, I, mean, I can see him getting on. pretty into that shot. That whole, that whole uh, just sequence of the... The kid being zapped into younger versions of himself. It's kind of cool, though. Uh, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, but it makes no sense. And it just goes on to make less sense because right after that, um, what do they do besides uh, read more of the demon book, which turns our protagonist, Corey, into like a into Star what? Trek he looks type. Like, he looks like the Kree from Captain Marvel. And I'm, I'm going to show you a picture so you know that. That's pretty on the money. Only okay. the pure green. But, you know, I'm going to so. have you show me the picture, and I'm going to explain to the audience, because I feel like they're not going to know what this means either. The Kree? If you've seen Captain Marvel, you know what the Kree soldiers are. I'm sorry, not the Kree. It's the, it's the scroll. S-K-R-U-L-L. Scroll. Okay. 
scroll soldier soldier so here we go i'm going to show you a picture um and that's not working out very well because i don't okay well he turns into like a big headed alien would you just say that's accurate yes not green why though and i, I, I don't asked know. that knowing that you don't know the answer i don't to that question know because there's no answer to the question it just becomes um so he turns into this kind of yes alien type thing when the final spell is read um, also during this final spell being read, um, earlier in the movie, there was this gas station attendant, creepy dude. We now see him. He is kind of summoning the demons back to him. He's in a priest costume and he, oh yeah, that's see, not from Star Trek. No, this is from Captain Marvel. Um, well, yeah. They look like they look. He also looks like he could be from Star Trek. Welcome to popular culture. Out of ideas, says the guy who bought three years of Disney Plus. So but anywho, all the demons pretty much get sucked into this priest type gas station attendant character to form a super demon, king demon. No, he's the grand grotesque demon. Grotesque grand demon. He's the grand demon. Is that his IMDb name? The covered in demon. boils, covered in white hair, very a, grotesque. He looks menacing, but also not at the same time. And if you're lost, don't worry. It gets more confusing because who is to come back but Bonnie? Steve's cutie. You can't stop the cuties, man. And you know what? I'm going to say favorite kill of the movie. Bonnie's death right here where she gets captured by the, would you call him the grand demon? Grand demon. The grand demon. And he kind of turns her like he just kind of like, uh, like grab grabs her head and like turns her like slowly into like a bloody skeleton. I don't know. There's something about it that I, I enjoyed. Quite a bit. It is. It's good. It's good special effects. You know, it's yeah, uh, like a it, good it's, decaying of the body yeah. down to a skeleton. It's pretty good. Um, then I'm not going to try to explain it, but we go into this kind of weird. Corey's like an alien head guy. He's fighting the demon. As he's fighting him, he's kind of having these weird, like, inception dreams. I hate that. I, I didn't hate that. It's, it's like, very not well explained. It's he's, not. like, having waking dreams. It's, it doesn't you, make any it, it's sense. Just, it's the usual shit. He wakes up. Oh, God. It was all, oh, what happened? Well, you were passed out as soon as you walked into the house, you know, an hour and ten minutes ago. Oh, thank goodness. And then, of course, oh, it's actually not a dream at all. It, well, it's... You know, that's just still a freaking dream. Yeah. Uh, monsters are back. Just kidding. We're all terrible people. Uh, then he wakes up again. You know, it's just, it's. Yeah. And, and, all, and all you need to know is that he has these Monster weird inception more. dream things that make no sense. And it all leads up to kind of the final battle where the alien is, or not the but, alien, I'm but sorry. But wait, the, Eric, you, the, another final battle you're talking about? Well, the final battle between the Grand Demon and Corey. The point is that there's a lot of final battles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where the Grand Demon's shooting more CGI lasers. It looks cool, though. I mean, Except, despite yes. our our minutes of of explanation of how yes. to explain that, it, it is pretty cool good. Shit. It I is like pretty it a cool. Lot. I'm a fan of it. And then I think one of the, you know, this is such an underrated special effect, especially when they can do it right like this. When they, the final nail in the coffin for this Grand Demon is he gets lit on fire. And, and there's just something about, like, lighting... Like, you'll see a lot of low-budget movies when they light somebody on fire. You can clearly tell it's, like, a flame suit sure. guy in a helmet. 
like this one you can see the actual prosthetics like kind of melting under the flame like it's well what's what's ironic about that is, is that he looks like he a burn victim even after, yes. beforehand you know he's covered in boils you know so uh the fact cuz he's he's a slimy dude he just looks like a yeah. slimy oily boy like my own forehead mm-hmm. um and so when he gets engulfed in flames it just makes it look that much better knowing that like you know all those boils are going to burst open i wish yeah. we would have seen that yep and then that's pretty much it i mean he he gets lit on fire he blows up the entire you know farmhouse you know haunted farmhouse thing fucking blows up and uh cory and his girlfriend elaine are uh are um they're they're home free and uh you know speaking of elaine actually we didn't mention this but uh there was another girl in the show i think it was uh I don't remember, but one of the other characters in the show or in the, in the movie was, was, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriend on, uh, season one of Seinfeld. I wonder where you're going with the whole Elaine thing. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Worth but, um, I think it was the, uh, I think it was the, um, the, uh, the, the, um, Tiffany or the girl, the girl who killed Dell. Sure. Turn into the demon. Yeah, I think it was her. Uh, I'm forgetting what her actual name was. No, Tiffany was the is the porn star. She's probably she's probably what yeah. you're wondering. You know, it's like because what I think you said that she wasn't. She, well, a couple, only a couple of. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even remember Jerry really having a girlfriend. And then I guess she only appeared in like three or she's four. Probably wondering. I wish I wasn't yeah. on a show more. I can get that get that sweet syndication residuals. You know? Yeah. Good but Lord. um, but yeah, Corey and his girlfriend Elaine escape the demon wind they go to the gas station that there's a final kind of con- confrontation with the gas station owner's wife elaine shoots her with like the magic book again don't worry about this not making sense it doesn't and then they drive off into the sunset and we see one final demon who seems to have survived turn to the camera and turn us, the viewers, into demons. I, I would assume. I don't know. They, they, she shoots a laser at us and the credits roll. So Depends on who's watching the movie. That person could have been a demon all along. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much Demon Wind in a nutshell. And I'm going to say that kind of concludes our uh, possible demon series for 2019. I feel like we've covered <laughs> demons quite a bit. I'm sure I'll try. I'll, I can find one another demon one movie. One more demon movie? Yeah. I mean, I think there's actually like two or three more demon movies in that actual Italian demons series we had, we, we've been right, watching. those don't have all the slime. All yeah, the no, slime. they didn't have a ton of slime. So. Um, the slime. But yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, yeah, any, any final last takes on demon wind? I mean, um, we... We, or I guess I in particular shit on this movie a lot during this, you know, talk through, but I, you know, overall I had a good time with it. The dialogue is really noticeably bad, but other than that, you know, it's, if you're, if you're seeing these movies for the special effects, you know, that's, this is a good one for it. I know that, yeah. that's kind of what we do here. You know, I, you could, you could say the, say the same for any movie that we've covered so far, but I think I, I personally think this is a better than most special effects. Yeah, and, and with special effects too. I mean, it's it's more than just your like stabbing gore effects. I mean, this is this is legit like heavy prosthetic makeup effects with like you know uh, 
like latex almost masks on almost every character in this movie so a lot of that going on which is which is cool to see well, I, they're just there's a lot of variety with the special effects, even from mm-hmm. even from simple things like the like in the flashback with the dad slitting his wrist. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, there's looks, a lot of that, the subtle stuff up. looks good too. That's that's a very good point. It's not just the creature of because yeah, creature effects and like gore effects are kind of two different sides of the special effect coin. You know, mm-hmm. where you can have your creature effects and you kind of have your realistic gore. I think this movie does both pretty well, very well. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, I mean, come on, Blade Job approved, hands down. We we said it, it has everything at the top. We were talking about it. It's Porn stars, magicians, everything. you know. In fact, um, uh, the director, writer, director, definitely went on to do a couple of other things that are seem like more erotic thrillers. Yeah, um, I, I've been just checking those out myself. Do some more research on that. Yeah. Do some more research on uh, Charlie Moore. Uh, let us know about his other works, and then and then and triple uh, triple X files. I'll do yeah. research on that one. Yeah, yeah. Let us know about uh, uh, Tiffany Million. What what her uh, what she's what 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 her uh, uh, body of work. Her, bo- lo- her body of work looked like in the great. early nineties. I'll do some reconnaissance. I'll get. I'll examine her body of work for sure. Sweet. So we got any other updates before we uh before we sign off here? Oh, uh, listen for Concord Dawn. We're going to be uh I mean we got to record that shit soon because the goal. So, I mean, I don't know if we really explained it that well. It's basically just going to be a recap of each episode of um The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. It'll be me and my good buddy Devin Green, friend of the show. Uh, you know, it's just going to be a you know, like the series itself, it'll just be a series. We're just going to do an episode for each episode. And then that's going to be it. So at the very least, it'll be a nice little thing to go to. Anybody can go and pick offline and, you know, a nice little account of each episode of the series. And it'll be fun. You know, it'll be a nice, uh, a nice way to introduce Devin Green to the world of podcasting. Mm, Has he been on a podcast before? He and I did a Friends Gaming podcast. Oh, that's right. You've mentioned that on the show. Gaming podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was fun, but this will be just he and me, a little more romantic, a little more intimate. So it'll Whoa. be fun. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm really excited to get that going. And we're going to have our own uh, friend of the show, Eric Marshik, over here to do the editing for that. It'll be fun. Whoa. I'm excited for that. Yeah. So check that out. I mean, we'll be we'll be mentioning it like in our social medias and stuff. But yeah, check it out. Um, I think that's it. You know, like I said, I, I'm I'm gonna. We have a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving. I mean, um, I'm gonna it's try and quick, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try and uh, you know, really get a Starcade uh, '84 uh, outline uh, in the works and really hammer it out so we can do a probably our most educational episode to date. Um, I'm, I'm ready to learn. If you're looking, if you're looking to learn, if you're looking for a kind of quick history lesson. Uh, I'm going to be pounding the books, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean, but hey, so, I'm excited uh, for it, you know? Yeah, so keeping your eye out for that. Um, that'll be dropping probably around Thanksgiving uh, in honor of the, the great uh, NWA tradition that is Starcade. So thanks for listening. We got, a, you know, Demon Wind? Check it out. It's on Shutter, Amazon Prime. You know, no excuse not to. 
you know, fuck it, pay fifty five dollars on eBay for it. Just get this goddamn movie. It was, it was <laughs> so fun. Send it to Eric Mark. It was fun. It was a good one. Buy it for Eric for his birthday, even though it's already passed. Yeah, no, buy it for Steve for his. <laughs> That's true. My birthday's in a month and five in seven days. So yeah. So well, all right. Well, we'll uh, catch you guys uh, later this month. Thanks for listening. Review, please, and uh, tell your friends. We love you so much. Drive safe out there in the snow. It sucks. Sucks ass. Well, you know, that's only our Michigan listeners.